I'm Amarachi Crystal, and you're listening to Life by Amarachi Podcast, where I and my guests share our life experiences and inform you from an analytical and mental health perspective. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes I upload. Subscriptions are now on a monthly basis for as low as 99 cents per month to as high as $9.99 per month. Donations are also welcome through the support link on Linktree and Cash App. If you cannot financially support, share the podcast with your community to grow the podcast listenership. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and a voice message that can be highlighted on an episode. All subscriptions, donations, voice messages, and episode links will be in the show notes. your energy these are the trifecta of questions i've been asking myself as of late can i be honest here i don't know how i'm doing and i'm feeling pretty uneasy and nervous and my energy just feels heavy i feel super exhausted and it's just i just feel all over the place you all are technically here in this episode on monday january 3rd 2022 but i'm actually recording it on new year's eve december 31st 2021 (laughs) i had plans to go to this r&b live show today to bring in the new year but due to this new strain of covid and my friend who told me about the event and also was going to go with me My friend caught COVID, so they're in quarantine right now. And also just to play it safe, we both just decided not to even like, you know, spend time together or at least physically spend time together. And definitely decided not to go to this event. And although I'm disappointed about that, I'm definitely not in a emotionally balanced place right now to even be and within a huge crowd maybe that would have helped i'm not even sure i've even canceled on like this zoom happy hour meeting with a couple of friends because i'm just like exhausted like i don't think i would maybe i would have had fun at the r&b thing not thinking about it because i don't technically have to talk to someone and share energy in that sense i could just exist within the crowd and kind of disappear so maybe i I am a little bit sad that I wasn't able to open the year in that way. But at the same time, I'm also grateful that I'm at home, you know, just kind of keeping it peaceful and low key. Um, But right now, things that are like, nothing is happening externally, at least in my world. I mean, things are regular. I have a job, (laughs) you know, I'm on vacation right now from said jobs, actually technically just one of them. And I'm just enjoying the low key moment of bringing in the year. But I'm also in a space where I'm navigating what these holidays even mean to me. 
and why I'm even celebrating them. Like, do I want to continue celebrating these holidays, like New Year's Eve, like Christmas? I mean, Halloween, though, I'm, I think I'll forever celebrate Halloween. Halloween just kind of makes me feel like myself. Like, I feel in my skin during that time of year. Um, but other holidays, like, I guess hard holidays that expect you to commune together in a in a intimate way, right? Like Christmas, you're expected to be with family and, and commune in very intimate ways where you're seeing each other and really being communicative and just within each other's energy. Like that feels like so forced to me. And then you have New Year's where you're meant to connect with yourself and see whether or not you're going to start off the, the new year at, in this like amazing way and it's just it's just so I guess for me it just feels so performative and I'm starting not to feel super connected to you know the reasons why we've just been celebrating these holidays like by default and even you know existing by default is even becoming irritating to me i guess that's why intentionality is so important but yeah i've just been in that space of navigating whether or not these traditions even naturally align with who i am and you know who i want to be and the kind of life i want to continue to live on this earth like do i even want to participate in a lot of a lot of these like default programmings you know I don't know, maybe I'm having like an existential moment or whatever, but yeah, I'm just not vibing with the holidays, y'all. Like, I'm not vibing. I don't know if it's like the the temperature or like what happens during these holidays. Like the energy in the air is just not, for me at least, it's just not balanced. It's just not natural. Um, So yeah, like that that could possibly be one thing. And I'm also in a space of just, you know, feeling a lot of blocks, like physically feeling or in a sense somatically or whatever, feeling blocks in my emotional, you know, in my emotional pathway. I'm feeling a lot of blocks right now, but I'm also feeling a lot of blocks that I used to have unshed. And I've, I've just been, I guess that's what healing feels like, if you really want to talk about it. <laughs> like, you just feel like you're shedding, but you're also unearthing. And you're also resurfacing a lot of things that I guess you have a natural, at least your body hasn't dealt with. Um, mentally, I'm, I'm, I'm able to analyze things and make sense of things, but my body hasn't caught up to my mental state of understanding you know like we wear a lot in our bodies and sometimes we forget that you know like I've been consciously taking moments out of my day to check my nervous system because I'm feeling super shaky especially right now I'm feeling super shaky and just not in balance and um in doing so I'm able to kind of see what see where i'm blocked whether or not it's in my chest whether or not it's in my shoulders whether or not it's in my feet just feeling those sensations and allowing myself to feel those sensations so that i do 
a, a healing practice to kind of release whatever is there. Um, I think I mentioned the last episode that I went to an acupuncture um, session. And although we didn't go into depth with it, I want to go back and experience the session and focus on a certain part of my body in order to get treatment in that in that space um, via acupuncture. Um, I guess holistic medicine too. I am exploring. Like I, I, I already use oils, but I'm I'm trying to connect to oils to using oils and moments of of. I guess in moments of release, I want to be able to have an oil around when I'm feeling certain energies that I need to release and to have those oils kind of assist me in that way. But yeah, like I feel like the journey I'm at with my healing is less emotional, but physical. You know, I've been toying with the idea of um, seeing a somatic therapist to kind of work on my nervous system a lot more and work on the parts of my body that holds trauma, you know, is definitely there. And I guess that's probably why I'm super exhausted as well, because I am doing so much emotional and unshedding and like emotional shedding and just a lot of release and it is wearing and tearing in my body because you know, when we have a, a, a thought or a trigger, we feel it physically first before it generates mentally and emotionally. And um, that um, that feeling of of not being safe, that that feeling of insecurity, that feeling of of just emptiness. Even sometimes we we get numb and we feel like we have a void that we need to you know binge or something to feed it you know it's just um i'm feeling it more physically these days than i am feeling it mentally like my mind is sort of able to understand and accept so much quicker than my body is and that does weigh a lot on me but but yeah like i I, i've been i've just been in that that in that path and, and maybe I'll update if I do decide on what to actually do about it, you know, whether somatic therapy is something that I need to look on or into or go into more of a holistic route or a mixture of all of them all together, you know, as a way to just kind of like shed all of this weight I've been feeling um, physically. But not to, you know, continue to jibber-jabber. I'm, um, so this episode I recorded earlier today, actually, a friend of mine is, um, you guys have not met this person yet or been introduced by the, to, to this person yet, but they're a good friend of mine and we are having a conversation about intimacy and um at least for me i i gained a lot after this episode but yeah yeah okay let me let you guys listen <laughs> i hope you enjoyed this episode so we're here today what's today friday is new year's eve right mm-hmm. new year's eve oh god <laughs> <Ooh>. but <laughs> 
but as you can hear, I have a guest. She is one of my good friends. Her name is Belicia. Belicia is here to have a really great conversation with me about intimacy. But before we get into that, Belicia, can you let the people know who you are and how you're feeling, how your energy is today, and all of the good stuff? Who I am. Okay. So my <laughs> name is Belicia Rowling. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. 29. I've been in New York since 2015. I'm a musician. I'm an athlete. I'm a teacher, mentor, whatever anybody needs. <laughs> I tend to fill in the cracks. I love, I love science and technology. I love relationships. I love love and pleasure. And, you know, I'm just having, enjoying myself. How are you feeling? Today? Whew, I'm feeling so good. Because I just paid my rent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I love that. Uh, I'll go a little deeper into that. Like I was experiencing homelessness for like six or seven months before I got this place. And keeping it for the last three or four months has been really good. Mm -hmm. And like, at the end of every month, there's this huge, like, how am I going to do this at the end of the month? But I always figured it out. And today was one of those days grocery shopping early so I'm feeling good oh that's good to hear I love hearing that I mean for me how am I feeling today I'm, I mean I woke up like blah like whatever but I've kind of been that way all week it was like all right let's let's get with it um you know still navigating my own stuff but for the most part just trying to see whether or not I even care enough to I guess celebrate this new year I'm kind of like in a space where I'm trying to evaluate my relationship with these holidays you know like I'm like I don't it's just I don't know how I feel about them yet but I'm just kind of like bored of it um and bored of the routine bored of like being on default all the time you know like the the, the term and word and action of intention is really important to me so I'm like all right so how do I relate to all of these things that have just been like a part of our culture like I, I literally I've literally been in the same space like right. Thanksgiving Christmas all that I it was just like oh this is a regular Thursday or this is a regular Saturday for me exactly like, I walk around like a grateful person a, a giver mm -hmm. like 365 days a year it doesn't just suddenly up itself because it's <laughs> like right it's the year, you know exactly <laughs> it's so irritating and, and then for me it just seems so performative like is it if the people even genuinely give a shit or they're just like like I said on default and just behaving like just in it without thoughts or like a process like it's just so weird to me I'm so detached from all of that but that, that reminds me um I love watching basketball so mm -hmm. in my my favorite teams right now is Golden State. And at the end of one of their last games, mm -hmm. Steph Curry said, remember the reason for the season. Like, remember the reason mm -hmm. for the season. He's like, we doing all this here, but remember why we doing all this here. I love yeah. it. Is that is that intentionality for me. But anyway, before we get off topic, because we will. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so this episode is, um, it was brought to you by Belicia. She has the idea of speaking about this topic um, of intimacy. And just to begin, I wanted to know why this topic of intimacy is so important to you, Belicia. Well, because I know that as a 
a young child on the way to now, I struggled personally being intimate with myself and being intimate with others. And it's been a long journey to even get where I am. And I still feel as if I have more more room to expand into, obviously, but I still feel like this topic has informed a lot of how I show up in relationships and how like even the, the topic of expectations and things like that, codependency, intimacy plays a huge role throughout all of that. Mm, it definitely does. Like I feel the same about it as you do. I'm like, how, why is it important to me? I guess connection is important to me. It, it, it rejuvenates me in a sense. Um, bonding is really important to me. That rejuvenates me. And maybe it's because I am um, an extroverted person and I get like fuels by being around people and sharing really um, intimate quality time with people. Um, of Me course, too. if you read into like love languages and stuff, my, my top love language is quality time. And of course, words Me of too. affirmation, but that plays a part in intimacy, you know, but quality time is like my top, um, <clears throat> top love language. So for me, intimacy is important in that sense. Cause I feel I mean, I also have my own relationship with intimacy when it comes down to me, like being intimate with myself. And that plays a lot of, that plays into it too. Like I love spending quality time with myself. <laughs> like I really enjoy it. That also rejuvenates me as much as spending time with other people. Um, but like, what does, I mean, I'm going to read the definition of intimacy, but um, what does intimacy like mean to you? Like if you could define it in your own words, what would it be? It would be like the first word that came to mind is rawness, realness, mm -hmm. like being able to be 100% myself, no matter like with in relationship to my environment, to the people that I'm around, like being able to accept all of my thoughts, accept the thoughts and ideas of other people and be compassionate like that. That's intimacy to me. Yeah. Same, actually, like for me is connection and of course, authenticity, like be, me, for me being able to be in a space with someone that I could be authentic um, to and also having them be as authentic as possible with me. Like for me, I could smell when someone isn't being authentic and that puts my back up because it means now I have to kind of like mirror their energy because I can't be the only one out here like... <laughs> being fully raw although sometimes I don't give a shit I'm always going to be myself regardless but I love it even more like I feel more intimately connected with someone when they are themselves like they let it all hang out judgments and all who cares but not allowing even the idea of someone judging you um get in the way of how you present in this world you know that that that's kind of what if I, if I, if I could say what intimacy means, it means authenticity and connection or connecting through authenticity, so to speak. But let me see, I'm going to read the definition from, um, it's on verywellmind.com. The article says, intimacy refers to the ability to genuinely share your true self with another person and relates to the experience of closeness and connection. Some define different types of intimacy, including intellectual, emotional, sexual, experiential, and spiritual intimacy. Um, can, can you like expand on like your own relationship intimacy throughout the years? You could start from whatever age kind of like pops into pops to you 
when you at least started to recognize even your issues with intimacy or not feeling like super intimate with someone when that became important to you? Uh, as a child growing up in mostly a single parent home um, I like my mom taught me how to do a lot of things she played with me she was my first friend ever and then I remember getting to a certain age or a certain level of exploring being like outside of myself that I felt judged for how I wanted to expand and how I wanted to branch out and things like that and then I remember that like a gap forming between us and so in that I was like I felt like I was losing a friend somebody who I thought knew everything about me or was like open to know everything about me or explore the world with me and so I saw that like gap grow and grow and grow over the years and it, it wasn't just one parent it was like my brother got looped into it too so it was like if I was making choices for myself that like I gotta put my life mask on first before I put anybody else's on I, there's there's this like I'm at a distance because I decided to move a different way for me and so it's like I couldn't actually like having a place of refuge to go to just share those ideas like with the people who like know me better than anybody not having that was just like well fuck what I okay so I guess I gotta go out and like meet people who actually like I made friends with my my school social workers I was like like teachers everybody all the adults really like it was just like I I, I want to know that I'm not crazy like I'm a good kid mm -hmm. you know so that was when I first started to experience intimacy I was like wow I can talk about this with somebody that's that's really cool I feel really good about myself I also experienced in intimacy when, um, like with instruments, like uh, I started playing cl clarinet when I was nine years old. And so I would like sit alone with this thing for six hours, yeah. learn as much as I could every single day. And just that closeness that I had, no knowing the ins and outs to where I, I wasn't even nervous when it came to perform was, that was important to me too. Yeah. So it was, I see it show up in a lot of different areas. Mm hmm. Yeah. Similarly, too, I would have to say, I guess my first experiences with intimacy or at least intimacy that made me feel kind of connected with someone was with my parents, too. Like it started with my parents. Like I was it's funny too thinking about it as a kid, especially when it came, came down to physical intimacy. I was very touchy feely. Like I will be that kid that if everyone is in the living room, I will. I love it. My, my mom like remembers, but I would sit there and like play with my mom's toes and my father's fingers and stuff like that. Just kind of even comparing like our um, uh, finger marks, uh, fingerprints. I would look yeah. at my dad's and my mom's and I'll compare mine to theirs and say, oh, that's the same. Like I was that kind of intricate as a kid. So yeah. physical intimacy was like really, it, it wasn't, I, I want to say important to me, but it was something that I did freely and didn't think about. Um, and then conversational like intimacy was this, I guess emotion, emotional intimacy started to become really important to me, especially when I was like in elementary school, like it showed up more with friendships for me because like 
I, I grew up in a big family. So like everyone is around and everyone just kind of expresses themselves freely. I didn't really dissect um, healthy or non-healthy at that point as a kid, but I just knew what felt good. So like when everyone was home and we'll all sit around and watch television, that that, that served a lot for me as, as emotional bonding experiences. Like we bonded a lot from watching TVs and movies Thank and stuff you. like that, yeah. right? like the emotional intimacy part came in when like a new movie came out and like we were brand new in America so like a new movie came out and matinees were like was like a big deal for us to go catch every Saturday morning it was our ritual until like the prices rose and everyone got busy but those little moments um was a, a moment of emotional intimacy for me because then we'll be talking about this movie all week and just bonding and having conversations and even music also was a big um, show of emotional intimacy growing up because I don't know if you grew up every almost every Saturday cleaning the house with your family, but that was a thing that we did ritualistically. You know, everyone was home, people had to clean the house, you had a chore, and then someone, whoever the oldest was at home at the time, they will bump whatever music that they're into, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so then that that kind of, um, that experience for me was uh, very emotional. Like it made me just feel really close to everyone in my home and like created a nice bond for me. With school, it was more so about like, you know, having like a best friend and someone that you could just share everything with and giggle and tackle in the corner and like, have your inside jokes and stuff like this. So I think I grew up like having at least one person that I was always around all the time growing up in school. Like I always had a best friend in every grade I I was in. Um, I knew everyone, I was cool with everyone, but that person was the one that knew, like we could just look at each other and be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Did you see that? You, You caught that too, right? And have that kind of like bond with them um especially expressing emotions too as a kid I'm I'm very emotional and I did that freely so having that with someone especially outside of the house was always nice because I didn't feel like I could have I, I didn't feel like I could share a lot of my soft emotions at home so having that emotional connection with someone outside of the house and friendship was super important for me I guess now we could go into the topic of like can you re- recollect the first time you've experienced like you started to see issues that you had with intimacy yeah um what came to mind just now was I moved around a lot as a kid with my parents their relationship being rocky and money being tight like evictions and things like that so I always felt like I had to like I didn't get too close to people because I would end up moving away anyway and then too um we, we were in a predominantly white area. And so as a, as a black, you know, girl, I was like a social leper. Like I was like at a distance from everybody where I was, you know, that nigger over there. Like, don't talk to that. You better not go across the street and play with that little child. So I was like, I, I figured out how to play by myself a lot, but I noticed when I would have experiences outside and then come home and then share them, I would have to lie. So I started lying in relationship with the people closer to me just to like keep my own self-preservation. And so, yeah, I noticed that what you said about soft emotions, not being able to share soft emotions, that came up too. 
a lot. So I was just hard a lot of times to the point that I couldn't soften myself sometimes. Um, and that, especially into my adult dating life and things like that. Like there were topics that I didn't discuss at home or didn't even learn about until other people expressed interest in me romantically. I was like, I don't know how to be in a relationship with somebody. I don't even know how, like, I remember not, not knowing how to kiss and not knowing like what, what are dates like? I don't, I don't even like what, what is the point of all of this? I, I, I was so awkward for so long. And then too, there was like intimacy issues with my body because I was a little fat round child too <laughs> after a certain point. And it was like, I like fat, fat shaming and like myself and by other people. I was just like, well, I'm not lovable. I'm not, I'm not special. I'm not this, I'm not that. So there was always like a need to people please or be be as good as I could because the other shit wasn't working for me or something like I it was so much yeah so many of like insignificance or insecurity and that didn't allow me to get close to people mm-hmm. yeah I could definitely see that too like we didn't move a lot but we had big moves um especially like immigrating to a new country and at a young age and like I think my I started to really notice that I was like different, which played a huge part in how I connected with people was um, growing up here and like being not necessarily teased, but it was always a a mention of me being African and all of that stuff. And I predominantly grew up in Bronx, New York. So it's all black and Spanish people really or Latinx people, you know, Mm -hmm. however they play within that um, spectrum. But um, so I didn't really face racism, but I definitely faced prejudice, <laughs> you know, as far as cultural prejudice, especially. So then I, I didn't really bond. Of course, I had like, you know, Black and Spanish friends or whatever, but I never felt close to anyone intimately because I'm like, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. And if I did have or meet one other African person, that was when I started to feel like, oh, okay, now I can be myself. Now I can be mm-hmm. myself. It's not even to even talk about our our like our African experience, but only because I knew they they knew what it felt like to be in my skin in a new country, mm-hmm. in a new town, in a new school, a new class. Like automatically, I just felt connected to them even before um, having a conversation with with them because I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I'm not the only one here. So someone else can I could kind of bounce and get close to them because they understood even if it's not even another African just another immigrant like I went to school with some people who were new to the country from Dominican Republic you know and immediately I was like oh cool 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 cool, cool. another another immigrant person like I'm not the only like you know stranger in here so I could connect with them in that sense so that's when I started to really notice I think maybe around like third third grade from yeah from third grade up was when I started to notice like um, and my my own like like having or experiencing intimacy issues, and of course having like best friends who I really leaned on, um, poke fun at me for something that I loved. That's when I started to really experience like, oh shit, I can't now I can't open up to people. You, you know, <laughs> I, you just reminded me of something because I had a few best friends throughout elementary school, middle school, and there were a couple instances where 
like we had gotten so close mm-hmm. and then they would I would see them at school one day and then they called me a name or something that mm-hmm. they learned at home I'm just like really right I, I thought I thought what we had was special mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. something like that yo and I was like that that too yeah like it's, yeah I, I guess that's also like a, a, a experience of like feeling of betrayal I wouldn't call it actual betrayal but the feeling of of betrayal and Mm -hmm. and like your intimate relationships and stuff obviously it starts at home for me definitely like being punished for something for saying something or asking something or just being myself and then being punished for just how I expressed that started at home and that kind of um manifested like a whole a whole lot of intimacy issues for me too like not feeling like I could be myself completely at home and then going outside and seeing it mirrored in certain other intimate or relationship I considered intimate and close and then like me really not even processing I think I'm only just now really processing it you know fully and intentionally but having those experiences as, as a kid where I had to wear a bulletproof vest emotionally, at least an emotional bulletproof vest all the time. And then of course, growing up in the hood, you, you generally are cultured to always have your fences up and always be protective all the fucking time. And how, how, what that does not only like to a child growing up in, in a culture that's like that, but also having intimate experiences where they have to protect themselves all the time and in a sense, always being on survival mode, that played a lot with how I connected to people. Like always feeling like, mm, what do they want? Like even someone complimenting you is like, well, mm-hmm. what do you need? Like it's not just free to just compliment mm-hmm. someone that played a part in how close I got with someone or how how close I allowed anyone to get to me, to be honest. Like I... I, I really had a big wall up that I didn't even realize I had because I was just like opinionated. I had an opinion and I said what I feel. Although there, were, there weren't soft emotions, there were just, there were my hard emotions that I expressed a lot of the time. So because I did that so freely, I felt like everyone needs to also like be that way in order for me to even get close to them. But like, if you were to think of like one positive experience of intimacy past or present and um like how how did that affect you when learning how to be more comfortable in your expression of intimacy and all of that I'll say that when people have done at least some amount of work around this this area that people that I meet Mm -hmm. um or people that I get to be in relationship with or that express interest in me Mm-hmm. I notice I notice a huge difference like if when we're able to talk about things like intimacy and codependency and our tendencies past and present and the patterns that show up there like those relationships tend tended to have more intimacy in them at the foundation than you know the, the others where we're just kind of surface level mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's, it's easy to fuck around and be surface level with somebody and call that closeness or call that a relationship. But it really wasn't like the kind of intimacy that I knew that I wanted and whether or not I knew how to say it. 
So I guess, especially recently, I've been experiencing like whether they're friends, partners, people in my life willing to go there and, and say, hey, I noticed this pattern. Where do you think this comes from? And, and, and not to make you bad or wrong, but to tell you, I'm going to love you anyway. And I want you to be able to show up fully. And I noticed that this pattern might be taken away from how present you can be in any given moment. Like that has really been helpful for me. Yeah, I guess when, I guess one of the things that I hold most when it comes down to intimacy is like having those relationships, even with distance, still feeling connected to that person. You know, like I started to really appreciate, like I was a, a, a internet kid, you know, I was, I spent a lot of time online and um, building relationships with people that I've never met in, in person you know, maybe just saw pictures of at the time. And some people, yeah, I've seen like videos and I've had video chats with them, but I still haven't met them in person. And I always said, is there one, is there an issue that distance doesn't matter that much to me? And do I even need to be around people to feel close to them? Like I've always questioned that. Um, and throughout the years, my longest relationships are with people that don't even live in the city, <laughs> you know, like, and people that I've met online and don't live in the city that I don't see them every day or talk to every day, but they're still my longest relationships and I could still um, have a bond with them where we could just catch up where we left off. Like, those are like the most important examples um, of intimacy for me where I haven't told like even one of my best friends like not now we're more you know intent about speaking as often as possible but we always would say to one another like yo it doesn't matter how long I haven't spoken to you but when I do we just kind of whoop, hop back and catch up and you know like not like time has never passed by so mm -hmm. those are really like the kind of examples of the utmost amount of intimacy I feel with people. Um, of course, like social media kind of helps with keeping tabs on people in a sense, but still social media is, is curated in a sense too, like unless I actually have a conversation with someone and speak to them and really get the details of their lives, I still don't feel that close to them. Um, but but the, the time in which we do that doesn't really affect um, affect how close I feel it's, it's more about uh how much we share with one another you know to feel connected mm -hmm. and to continue to build and pour into the friendship we don't necessarily have to be like shoulder to shoulder to feel close um of course that's nicer because it's a, it's a different exchange of energy with someone when you are close to them but it's not necessary to build closeness at all, at least not for me. But so I always value the relationships with people that I still feel intimate with, even if I haven't seen them in like five years in person, so to speak. Um, exploring intimacy with yourself. Uh, that is really, I think that's what I'm doing now. I'm really, really, I'm being intentional about exploring intimacy with myself. Whereas like, I'm not dating anyone. I'm, I have my friendships and they're, they're there, but I'm not building any new relationships with anyone because I'm trying to formulate a, a stronger relationship with myself. But um, how is it for you? I think you mentioned a little bit about 
um, getting comfortable with yourself, especially as a kid, you know, being like a little thicker and all that. How is that showing up for you now? Well, on a, we could talk on, you know, all those different levels, like spiritual, emotional, mm-hmm. physical. Mm-hmm. I I dabble in a little bit of it, like every, as often as I can, like mm-hmm. intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, I I invite people to have conversations with me that I want to have, mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting waiting for them to talk to me about something they want to talk to me about Mm -hmm. so that's that's one that I'm noticing um and even just like allowing myself to to watch whatever random shit I want on my phone whenever I want because I because I'm curious about it like not making myself wrong for being curious about something or emotional sharing sharing like emotional intimacy with myself just looks like I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot it's okay like we're gonna get through this like I'm just gonna do a bunch of stuff that I know tends to like pull me out of whatever slump I'm in like I'm a very physical person so like I said I'm an athlete I'm a coach I love to just play sports I love to just go on long walks so and we like I told you I was a little pudgy little thing back in the day like I'm in the best body that I think I've been in my entire life mm-hmm. granted I have some joint issues because I, I don't stop I don't sit down very much but I'm working on it and yeah like I said I'm I love the body that I'm in I feel strong I feel like supple I feel I feel good yeah um, and I mean sexual I definitely please myself like a pleasure pleasure myself um I just I noticed that I don't even have to really touch myself but I notice the sensations of my body like I I I zone in as often as possible to every little sensation every sense and trust it like trust my intuition like where trust where my body wants to go in a way that I don't think I always did so yeah I intimacy with myself like you inspired me to spend more time alone, especially and during the last few years. Yeah. And like I have rituals, I have practices in place. Like when I say I'm going to take a shower, you better stay out away from the bathroom for a good like hour and a half or like, <laughs> like just leave me alone because it's You're a right. whole process. Like mm-hmm. it's, my body is a temple. Right. <laughs> What about like experiential, which is like experiences that you either put yourself through or you have with yourself or whatever that's external, but still able for you to connect with yourself? Mm, I would say like the ability to share, share my experiences with others kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love sharing my experiences with other people. I think I still sometimes pick and choose who to share those experiences with because of the intimacy that we've cultivated in our relationship so if it's like I I share based on the level of comfort or like that level of closeness mm-hmm. it's like like I'm open I'm I'm vulnerable I'm willing to share everything with whoever and also there's a certain like mental fortitude that people have developed in relationship with me 
that it like that we're super close if you haven't like I might say some off the cuff shit and if you're not ready to receive it then you're just gonna like that's gonna create the gap so mm-hmm. in those places where we've closed the gap I'm like yeah I experienced um like pissing in the alley the other night and it was great like it was one of the best things I've ever had like, I don't yes. know it, it could be any fucking <laughs> Yeah, like for me is uh, intellectual. I'm I'm an intellect. Like I'm always taking some kind of class, some kind of course. Like I just finished a a trauma debriefing course because I, I'm trying to like find different avenues of reaching my goal to work in mental health as possible without having to spend all the money it takes to go back to school (laughs) like I'm trying to find other avenues at least until I'm ready to financially you know support getting a psych my 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 psych degree so I'm always taking a a course I'm always watching um watching and and listening to podcasts and all of that of that are able to let me learn something new learn a new perspective like yesterday I was I watched a lot of reality shows too and some people of course um, find daunting, but I find it educational because, hello, I'm psycholo- psychology, human behavior, better way to kind of get it raw, even, even though it is edited, but what was a better way to get it in real time than to watch, like, without me going out into the world, into the world and being um, observational, I could watch it through reality shows and learn different forms of human connection and behaviors and stuff, and I was watching, um, Paris Hilton's new show that is called it's called Paris in Love. So she's going through her childhood trauma, you know, healing process and all that. And um, she found a new therapist. And just the way he broke down um, her acceptance of her trauma was like, what the fuck? No one has ever said it this way. So that feeds me intellectually. That helps me look into my life and the way I, I move in, in in the world as well. And also it adds on to how confident I feel about myself too, because I do consider myself a very intellectual person. I find that to be my best trait um, outside of physical traits. My, my, my intelligence is so important to me. Um, and emotionally too, I find I'm a very emotional person. Um, so especially now being in therapy is helping me kind of ground my emotions a lot more but I'm always in my mind about how, although like growing up, part of my trauma is having people block me from being emotional or stop me from being emotional. You know, um, now I'm like, no, I'm emotional. This is how I feel, <laughs> you know? Um, but being more honest with myself about like where those emotions are coming from, like accepting my triggers more than just trying to run away from them when I am triggered. Yeah. accepting it and like really sitting and say why am I triggered right now what the fuck is going on like really having conversations with myself about how I feel about things um sexually because I'm not dating I am informally celibate in a sense but I'm I've been masturbating since I was seven years old and it's not gonna stop <laughs> so, so right <laughs> right you know so it's like that's not going to stop. I'm always self-pleasuring. Sometimes it's a way for me to kind of get out of my head as well and get out of my body for a minute and without, and especially to release as well from being so intellectual and so emotional. I'm like, oh, 
all right, time to masturbate. <laughs> like, I'm always like that sometimes. Experiential. I'm always putting myself in some kind of, I mean, less now because of the social um, aspect that we're living in right now with, you know, the pandemic. I'm not as sociable as I used to be. But I, I, have, I am that kid that would try something new just to see how I feel about it. Like, I will put myself in, in, in situations to say, let's see the outcome. Like, I, I, I remember reading one of my old journal posts that said that I'm my number one um, experiment. I'm my first experiment. I would literally say, okay, I want to see if this shit works. So let's try it today. You know, let's say this to that person tomorrow and see what happens. Like it's sometimes, I think you, you had that experience with me where I was like, you know what? Let me, let me do something and see how Billy reacts. And of course I had to apologize because I'm like, I don't want to use my friends as experiments, but sometimes it's fun to kind of see how something turns out and what comes out of it. And of course, Billy was just more so like, can you let me know that it's going on? But that's, that's the point is to do it without being prepared. You know, at least for me, it's like to do something without the other person being prepared just to see what happens in our natural reactions to certain things, you know? Um, even for me, I, I, will, I will go a different way just to see how I feel about that path. And like, I mean, literally like walk in a different way today just to switch shit up and see, okay, let's see if it's different. If I get a different feeling walking down the street today. So that's like experiential and spiritual. I mean, I grew up Christian. I still hold dear to my Christian practices and the, the um, things that I've learned, you know, in the church and all that. I still hold dear to that. Um, I'm more in the pagan world so to speak so like I believe in energy and and everything has life you know so spiritually in that sense but I kind of adopt a whole bunch of um different spiritual practices I'm heavy with astrology like that's my vibe like astrology numerology I generally will go back and read my chart just so I can connect with myself if I feel like I'm lost in a, in, in a sauce in some way. And I have a deck of tarot cards that I check in with sometimes too. So I'm more so in that kind of realm of spirituality, but those things are a form of connecting with myself constantly and um, also connecting with other people too. I love reading people's charts. Like I mean, I, I want to get better at it so that I could do it as like a side hustle, you know, where I could read people's chart and like help them connect with themselves and connect with their world mm -hmm. and all that. But those things are really important to me as far as like self, you know, exploring my own intimacy. When you were talking about emotional intimacy, I was reminded um, by you that I like even a couple of years ago, people used to ask me, how are you doing? Or how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And I would say, I'm good. And leave it at that. When inside I was screaming, mm -hmm. like help me. So I think I've definitely focused on just being like, you know what? I'm experiencing da 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 da. And I don't know how to like that. I don't even know if the thoughts I'm saying make sense, but this is it. Yo, yo. And I love it. That's why like, I, I, I started, I think I told you too, I was like, I'm tired of asking people how you are because we immediately just want to say fine. 
I'd rather say, how are you feeling today? <laughs> like, how are you feeling? Like, yeah, you were good, but like, how are you feeling though? And like, even now I'm like, how's your energy? Like, I'm trying to build, um, even asking myself that, I'm always like, okay, I know how I am, meaning immediately in the space that I'm in, nothing is happening right now. And then, okay, in this space, how am I feeling? Okay, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. And then based on how am I feeling, how is my energy collecting all of this information? You know, the things in my mind and the things happening outside. So I break it into threes in that sense for me in my mind so that I'm like, all right, let's really be intricate about how we are and what's happening and our, in a sense, consciousness, like, like I want to be as conscious as possible. Like the conscious, the, the subconscious is there, but I'm in a sense tired of living in my subconscious all the time. Like I want to unearth a lot of things and that's the space I'm in right now. And I think that that's really, that's helping me be a lot more intimate with myself and in turn helping me really gain a, a, a essence of, a essence of confidence, maybe 80% of the time, I'm really not that confident, but I, I've already checked in with myself before I go and hang out with people or share space with people. You're just seeing the results of the work that I've done to get myself amped up, to feel confident enough to even walk out of the house today. <laughs> so, um, but what level of intimacy with yourself do you feel today? And with other people too, do you feel today? Is it better then when you were younger, is it, you know, are you still working on things or like, how do you feel about it all? I feel loads better. I mean, I feel like I'm worthy of um, really intimate relationships now in a way that I really was not before. Like, I was really like toxic, mm-hmm. toxically like shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm really happy with where I'm at right now. Yeah. And and it all the work that I do, it's it just feels like it's being reflected back to me in all my relationships. Yeah, same. That same, feels good. Same. Yeah. It definitely feels better now. Like, especially like, I mean, you've been with me when it came down to like different friendships I've had. That that's kind of where I I still need work in to feel like I could be intimate with new people because of the experiences that I've had in the past with being open and being myself and all that and get in a sense being rejected and dealing with those rejections and healing healing from those rejections because all the rejections that I've experienced especially in the past couple of years have created a wall of of being intimate with new people for me because all the people that I've experienced were new to my life I haven't known them past five years or ten years you know um, and having those things not work out um, in the way that I would love them to, to work out that I, I'm definitely going to have conversations about in therapy because I feel like that's the things I need to work on the most that are blocking me from wanting to be as social as I used to be. So like I'm good with the space that I'm in now, but I definitely need a lot more work when it comes down to accepting new relationships, you know, at least feeling confident enough to accept new relationships because I don't feel confident in exploring new things. Like I feel so awkward. Like I've never been 
socially awkward. And currently speaking, I feel hella socially awkward. And the pandemic did not help that <laughs> at all. But because I feel like I'm, I'm forming a new relationship with myself in that I want to hold on to the person I was with this new enlightenment that I have of who I can be. So kind of like melding the two and having that kind of relationship is 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 where I'm at right now. But I, I feel a little closer to, to that than I did before. So that's kind of nice. Like, it's nice to feel like, okay, you're, you're, you're on the right path. You're on the right path. Keep going. Just keep walking, you know? And if you need to, if you need to go a little left and you know, step off the path, it's okay too. Like you can mm-hmm. take a break, you know? So those things. Um, how are you going to intensely either continue to or find different ways of bringing intimacy in your life? I'm going to continue to spend time just um without distractions with myself um gonna continue to when people ask me how I'm feeling give them the truth because often that also lets them know how they can support me in relationship with me um I'm also exploring polyamory and in that and being intimate enough with myself to know what I want and be clear about it and communicate that. And whenever I have questions or I'm, ex- I'm experiencing jealousy or whatever the case may be, just telling myself, you know, hey, it's okay, it's okay. And it's, it's like, it's better to share it than bottle it up and just put it to the side. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the main one for me right now is because like, I've spent a lot of time coming to love myself and coming to be comfortable like exploring the world what if I could take on this you know unconditional radical love for for all the beautiful people in my life and have it work that's that's where that's how I'm continuing to explore I I love intimacy I love being intimate so it's just it's not a question of if I will be it's just when I'll get the opportunity to dive a little deeper yeah, I think the same for me. I think like one, of course, continuing like my own healing journey and stuff and continuing to be as emotional as possible. I've, I've been a very instinctual person. Like I, when I feel something, I do it. If I don't feel it, I won't do it. That's kind of how mm-hmm. I am. It's always been very like black and white in that sense. But I, I'm, I'm getting this in a space where I'm like, all right, I feel it. I do want to do it. But do I have time? Do I have patience? Do I have tolerance? Do I all that stuff? So I guess for me, the intimacy is just accepting a lot about the things that I shamed myself on. And of course, allow myself to be more softer, especially in my friendships and stuff, emotionally at least, because I don't think I allow a lot of people to see me very vulnerable in that I share, but to see me when I have emotional moments. Those are, that's what I've been like saying, you know what? I could call a friend and just talk and cry right now to them. I could do mm-hmm. that, you know, and allowing, trusting that even if I did that, I feel like I could hold myself in those moments because if I feel confident enough to do that, I won't be as worried about how other people react to it, you know? And I mean, it, it, go, it goes deeper into like childhood stuff because I've never been able to be, I've, I've never been able to cry 
in front of my family and have someone say, go ahead, cry, baby, you know? And I've always been like, stop crying. Stop. That's always what I've heard. give you something to cry about. Exactly. Or that (laughs) shit. Or I'll give you something to cry about. And it's like my 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 tears have never been really accepted so I I think I'm in that space of um sharing that with my my closest people um I think I was with one of my friends uh I had a moment where I got super emotional and I I felt so safe because of how she received it she didn't say stop crying she just handed me a tissue (laughs) and I'm like thank you thank you (laughs) that's all I need just so have me a goddamn tissue Stop telling me to hold back my emotions. Like I'm tired of being in spaces. I'm also realizing, I think I wrote on Twitter today and I was like, I'm realizing that emotionally blocked people are really irritating. (laughs) They really fucking irritate me when they're not just, when they, even when someone cries and says, I'm sorry, why the fuck are you sorry for crying? Why are you apologizing to me? Like I'm like I'm offended of your tears. Like I I hate even you retract those tears that. into your tear ducts right now. Right? <laughs> Suck them up. Right? Right, bitch. The fuck? <laughs> I'd rather you cry than be like angry, you know. But it also accepting, you know, I'm accepting all my emotions. I'm I'm in the space of okay, I'm just accepting these things and accepted and because of I accepted in myself, I'm able to have a lot more compassion and tolerance for other people. You know, that's kind of what I'm in therapy for. My therapist blatantly said it, like you're here to learn self-compassion. And I'm like, I am, I am. Because if I learn it, I'll have compassion for people in the world. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Oh, thank you, Alicia, for having this conversation with me. I totally appreciate it. So how are you going to spend the rest of your day? Oh, I got a beautiful man. I'm going to love up on. I'm going to cook some food. I'm going to play some video games. I'm going to just chill the fuck out. Because mm. I, I took care of a lot of shit today. Right. But yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. After we're done here, I'm going to lay down and probably watch some YouTube. I have to make some food you know and i'm like should i order or should i go buy groceries or have groceries sent to me <laughs> like, yeah, that having groceries sent to you thing though oh mm-hmm. a blessing because <laughs> <laughs> my my arm right now is like bitch what did you do this morning why did you carry all the groceries like you don't have to go do that no you don't have to put yourself through the right? the social the social anxiety of like bumping into people mm-hmm. i don't know if you stop at trader joe's but the one i go to on 14th oh, yeah. ridiculous it's so busy I, oh. uh, but i'm definitely going to do that but do you have any lasting words you want to leave the people before you go any messages you want to send be yourself allow other people to be themselves share of yourself and experiment awesome thank you so much Felicia love you lots but that's her way of saying bye to (laughs) y'all
Oh man, how is Billy, y'all? Billy is a delight. She's truly a blessing of a friend in my life. And I'm so happy she got to share herself with you all. Billy will be a returning guest. I love having conversations with her and gaining her her perspective on things. So look forward to that. But to sort of wrap up this episode, I wanted to say that there are different ways to check in with yourself when it comes down to knowing whether you have issues with intimacy. Some ways to notice if you are struggling with intimacy is to notice whether you have an inability to express what you need and want with those in your life or if you're incapable of accepting what you need and want within yourself if you're showing signs of poor communication or you're avoiding having serious conversations in your relationships or even with yourself you may be having issues with intimacy if you're also having trouble trusting your partner with important matters or even your friends with important matters or decisions and you're not trusting yourself to make important decisions and handle important matters, you may be dealing with intimacy issues. If you're unwilling to share your dreams and goals, if you're sabotaging situations and relationships when you get closer to people or a goal, when you're avoiding physical contact with people, and even when you're stopping yourself from being spontaneous and adventurous and exploring the world around you, you may be dealing with intimacy issues. I would love for people to sort of really sit down and ponder and think and contemplate about where they are lacking in intimacy, either with themselves or with everyone else around them. Of course, there are ways to get better and strengthen your level of intimacy. I mentioned in the conversation with Belisha, but I want to reiterate that I have a trifecta way of checking in with myself to also touch base with myself to regain self-intimacy. And this trifecta questions can also help you check in with the people around you and gain intimacy, especially in moments where things may be shaky or uncomfortable or not quite balanced. So the first thing I said, the first question I asked within the trifecta is, how are you doing? How are you doing is a way of allowing you to pay attention to what's happening in your physical environment and the space that you're in. And the second question is to ask yourself, how are you feeling, which allows you to pay attention to how your physical environment and the space that you're in is affecting your feelings. You know, do you feel comfortable? Do you not feel comfortable? And why don't you feel comfortable? What's going on there emotionally for you? And then the third part of the trifecta of questions is to ask yourself, how is your energy? This is where you really accumulate what is going on around you and your feelings and you make sense of it in a way that says, okay, is my energy capable of handling what's going on right now? And if you're able to kind of check in those three ways, it'll help you kind of understand the space that you're in, in the moment, in the present time, without really going down a spiral of what could, should haves, and all of this stuff. This trifecta of question and 
definitely helps you keep centered and in the presence. And I've been learning that being in the presence is so much more helpful than thinking of what could happen. Because when we think of what could happen, if you go back into my expectation topic, we're expecting now and we're not in the present. We're not living in the now. We're living in the in the in a time that has not even occurred. And if we're also stopping ourselves from really exploring closer and healthier forms of intimacy and very balanced form of intimacy, where we may also be stuck in the past of what did happen. And if we're stuck in the past of what did happen, that is going to get in the way of the present place that we're in and our present way of, and our way of presenting is going to stop us and is going to affect, and it's going to affect our intimacy levels as well. So using my trifecta has always been helpful has always been helpful for me to kind of be in the in the moment and be in the present. Meditation also helps that for me. But the top tier of support when it comes down to my level of intimacy and balance in my level of intimacy actually is the fact that I have a therapist. I have the support of a mental health professional that is helping guide me through the stages that I want to I want to get to, and if if you're if the issues are still there, without you just saying whatever to them and and being complacent, you could always get the support of a mental health professional. They can help you stretch in spaces that sometimes your friends can't even get you to, and in spaces that sometimes your family or your partner can't even get you to. So I definitely advise over any other form of practice, get in practice with speaking to professionals. But that's all I have for you guys in this episode. I hope you enjoy, and I'll check you guys later. Thank you so much for listening and sharing space with me today. I hope this episode served you in your journey. And remember to take care of yourself and your mental health because you all deserve it.